Have a cup of tea. 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 Hi. And welcome to Sugary Brew, a podcast in which I, James Brewery Brew, and you, Danny Sugary Sugar, <laughs> discuss um, the week's tea. We discuss television, film, music, life, literature, um, dogs. Uh, we discuss my child's poos. We discuss all sorts of blooming things. And hopefully, there's someone out there in the void that listens to it. Hopefully. Except, hi, Mum. Hi, Mum. And we're inviting them. Has your mum stopped often? listening? I don't... I I think possibly. That's outrageous, isn't it? Well, you know, I mean, it's fine with me. I'm not sure it is. Well, she may well report back to say, actually, I am still listening, in which case we'll update next week. Give her a code word to text you. No, she can just tell me that she still listens. That's less fun. All right. If you still listen, say asparagus. Oh, good one. How was your week, then? Uh, all right, it's been pretty chilled. Nice, pretty chilled. You have a dog with you this week. We do. We're looking after next door's Charlie. So Charlie is a kind of a mixy mixer black lab kind of beast of a large dog. He weighs probably approaching fifty kgs, and he's the biggest sop. It's absolutely beautiful. He just as soon as we sit down, he, we've had him since yesterday, and we've got him till Saturday. So as we sit down, he just runs up to us, jumps up on the couch, and f- flops his head on our lap like as as heavily as he possibly can, and just which is what I do when lies there up. like a zombie. Yeah, it's true, but not when you're unwell. No, clearly, which isn't tonight. No, I'm ninety five percent well tonight. Oh well, he was eighty five percent earlier when he <laughs> decided to tell me that he was unwell. So, what's on the cards today? We have. Uh, we have a tea, an organic nettle tea, which we'll discuss in the next segment. Crack out the tea, have a little cup, and then get Jen on the phone. All right, we'll be back after this. Put the kettle on. Welcome, Welcome back, Jingly Man. Man. Oh, Welcome back. I was about to say jingle jack with us. Welcome back. Welcome, welcome jolly, welcome, welcome jolly, jolly back. Jolly, welcome, look, to sit down and drink tea, a podcast about. Oh, you're leaning your chest in to hear the noise, aren't you? I thought you Hopefully. were just really concentrating. Yeah, this is how I concentrate. <laughs> um, so, so today's tea. Today's tea. Dear listener, is. From Planet Organic. Planet Organic. Or Planet Organic. Planet Organic. That's a great game show. You show someone a picture. Planet Organic. Or give it a name. Like a name of a... like. Do they have like... Multiple species of gamut? Yeah. Um, I suspect there are... I suspect there are three or four. Is it Planet Organic? (laughs) A game show in which... Question one. Planet organic. Europe's a moon, not a planet, isn't it? Or is it a gannet? Hey, knock knock. Who's there? Europa. Europa who? Oh, it doesn't work. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, 
Oh, that was almost chai, chai guy, Mr. Chai Man. Mr. Mr. Chai Chai. chai. Man, send me a song. Send me a chai. Um, fuck who, tonight. unfortunately, couldn't make it tonight. <laughs> so here we are in the same room without Mr. Chai. Hello, Mr. Chai guy. We'll get him on as soon as possible. Yeah. We should probably stop promising that it's <laughs> yeah. going to be the following week. It's going to be a right So on we've got... So we have nettle tea. Net- organic Planet herbal Gannet. nettle tea from Planet Gannet. Is it a planet? Or a gannet. <laughs> nettle herbal tea. This smooth, fresh, organic tea with its deep green infusion offers many properties from the nettle plant. What those properties are aren't written on the box. Oh, hold on. Refreshingly pure. There's nothing like a good cup of tea and there's nothing to compare with planet organic <laughs> extensive range. I've of just found masked booby. Planet or Gannet? <laughs> Planet. No, no, ga- no Gannet. Gannet. I reckon we should uh, play this game with Jen later. Yeah. <laughs> she won't know what the hell's going on. We'll be like... Northern Gannet. Yeah, no, no, wait, no, wait, wait, wait. We'll say... No. You just have to leave out the Gannet bit. Yeah, yeah. Say, Northern. <laughs> Planet or Gannet? It's going to be fucking brilliant. Planet. Herbal exotics. Da, 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 special blend of tea, such as bedtime... Oh, no, this isn't... I'm reading about Gannets, mate. Why organic tea? No. So, it, it basically, it doesn't tell us anything about the benefits so of... Not boobies. aren't Gannets. They're very closely related. I think we can... They're from the same genus. Anyway, what tea are we drinking? <laughs> nettle tea. It doesn't say what the nettle... No, I Google that. It's good for your urinary, urinary tract. Urinary tract. It's doesn't he for... bend spoons? <laughs> Uh, and he was friends with Michael Jackson, wasn't he? I think he was, yeah. yeah. Which is all right. Place everyone at home, in look co- at your watch, and on three, everyone think, and the watch will stop while you're drinking your Planet Gannet Nettle Tea. <laughs> Planet, One, Planet or two, three. <laughs> there. What's happening? Oh. Charlie is about did your, to did your roll watch stop? out off the... No, Charlie's watch stopped. Yeah, man. <laughs> so, directions. Place a bag in a teacup or teapot. Use one bag per person and fresh boiling water to allow to infuse for three to four minutes. Has it been... I think it's we been... We haven't been timing, have we been... No, we have been timing because we're... Four minutes on the dot. Let's, let's Get drink. Get it out. Get it out. Right, hold on. You have a sip while I pass one to Anna. I missed the page. Right, so I'm about no, to... to, to um, I need to... <laughs> Where can I put my tea bag? I'll bring you a pot. Thank you. So um, I'm 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 currently going to take my tea bag out of my receptacle, and I'm going to I'm going to give you my, my impressions. Planet. I, I'll tell you what. How about we should use Planet Organic as our rating system from now on? <laughs> Is it Planet Organic? Organic. If it's amazing, it's Planet. If it's no, fucking gannets are amazing. I have, I've All right, swum. Well, the other way around then. I, planets are amazing too. Oh. I've swum underwater and had gannets do the dive. You know, gannets, oh. one of the most special things I've ever experienced. Lucky it didn't actually hit you. Well, I did think that also. I'm probably oh, rattling right now. I also saw a, a shark on the same snorkeling trip and thought, actually, cool shark, I'm going to swim towards it. And then I swam towards it and then thought, I'm swimming towards a shark. It's not a good idea, is not it? Not a good idea. No. 
It's similar to my calling a Jaguar story. And then this tea smells like health food shop. So is it going to be spicy, you reckon? No, you... No, the, 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 it's, no, no. It's not like stingy nettles. It's exactly what it is. It is stingy nettles. Yeah. So if we opened a bag and touched it, will no. it make our fingers stingy? Listener, I'm not sure if he's joking. <laughs> well, answer me as, the, as though I'm not then. No, the stinging nettles, it's, you know the hair on a stinging nettle? Yeah. That's what stings. Gets the, the stinging in, in. So these have been shaved. <laughs> is that what you're saying? <laughs> It might be too hot to this drink. The, this is the last episode of Sugary Brew because I give up. Is this episode planet or we'll get it? It's fucking get it, mate. <laughs> Send in on a postcard. Art is on a postcard. Um, so I think it might be too hot to it's drink. It's too hot. It smells a lot like... It smells the... a lot like nettle. No. Like leaves that have been... No, it smells like the, 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 the guinea pig straw tea. Nah. We used to drink... Uh, we used to have stinging nettle soup a lot when we stayed with my sister on the hippie commune. When I were a lad, <laughs> we used to boil nettles and, I, and call it soup. I went up to the stinging nettles and I thought, they're amazing. And I thought, I'm going near stinging nettles. <laughs> and then you shaved them. So I went to a shark. You, did you use a... You know how to pick up a stinging nettle, don't you? Nah. I don't did touch you, those things. Ne- They're super dangerous. They make did your you fingers never, as sting. A kid growing up in England, pick up sting, eat stinging nettles. No, did you not? No, that's so like you have to. You have to. Get, you make sure you have to pinch them real quick and hard, so the the, the little little furry bits don't get you. And if you, so you pinch it closed. No, you just pinch the 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 the, the leaf. So you're touching the nettles and putting force on them. Yeah. Right. So that they're not brushing up against you, which is what the... Have you ever just grabbed a fugu fish out the sea and stuck <laughs> it in your gob? Yeah. Yeah. I caught one once. Did you? Yeah. And I was really terrified. Yeah, I would be. Yeah. You didn't eat it. It's a puffer fish, right? It's like, they're lethal, aren't they? No. Yeah. There's a, there's, they're they're the a delicacy, but there's, if you, there's one part of their, like their intestines or something, that if, if, if the chef doesn't extract properly that's lethal so that's a bit like stinging nettles it's so not like stinging <laughs> nettles is it if, if you're if planet organic didn't shave <laughs> if they didn't if pro- it. planet get it or boobies if they didn't properly shave there these leaves I'm going on. then I'm going to get I'm going to have a stinging tongue no because this. if you if you pinch the leaf and then put it in your mouth and chew it quickly and it, and it why would breaks. you eat it because it's cool when you're why, a kid why not eat a leaf that doesn't have stingies on it because that's not nearly as does it taste what does it but taste like but you on? can't eat a stinging nettle oh I can't eat a stinging nettle look I did it and then you know we were hippies we grew up nah do you ever go outside as a child yeah often Nah. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm about to try and sip this. It's still too hot, man. It is hot. Mm, it's slightly sweet. It's got a slightly it, sweetness. It, t- it tastes like stinging nettle soup. It tastes like... It's really nice. It does taste a little bit like the... Um, the the, the, the straw... The, the straw one. But it's got a slight... It's really sweet nice. mintiness to it. Almost like a slight peppermint. Yes. But that might be the, the stinging... It's stinging ne- you on the inside. Yeah. I'm a bit worried now. 
This reminds me of a, a time where I was working with um, Gorilla Glue. Can we have anecdote siren? <laughs> so I got a bit of Gorilla Glue on my finger without thinking about it. I just sort of like... <laughs> lick, fucking idiot. Licked my finger, right? And then I looked at the packet and it said, don't lick put in your finger. mouth... Don't touch with moisture because it bubbles up and expands and like turns into like gluey foam. So I spent like the next couple of hours positive that I was going to die because my throat felt like it was going to get stuck together and I wouldn't be able to breathe anymore. Did you do anything about it? No, I just panicked inside until until I didn't die. No, I didn't tell Anna. But it's a lot like this <laughs> nettle tea. Hell of an anecdote. Thanks, Anna. Anna, what do you think? It's nice. It's not going to become. It's not. It is it's quite sweet, isn't it? Is it just what's the ingredients? Is it just just or nettle tea? Org nettle tea. Or, or is it planet organic? <laughs> it's org nettle tea. Ingredients: certified organic nettle leaf. It's got. A, I mean, it's like peppermint has got a sweetness to it, right? Yeah. Even without adding anything to it, it's got that. But it's much milder and less... Um, I don't think this is going to become... It's a, it's a pretty, you know... It's actually it's, it's a nice yeah. evening alternative to peppermint if you don't want something minty. That's... If you want the flavour of peppermint tea without the mintiness. Yeah. Or stingy. Or stinginess. Well, there you go. I give it a, 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 a solid 7 out of 10. I, it's not going to become a regular... It feels like I'm doing something healthy. It's nice. I like it. And it's 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 refreshing. It feels it feels um Is it Planet or Gannet? It's Gannet. Hmm, very nice. Should we get a Jed on? Yeah. Alright, All right. we'll be back. After this with a special guest. Oh. Three, two, one. That's so weird that it's like a whole second for me out of sync. <laughs> it was perfectly in sync so, on my end, but it's false. Yeah, well, that's the, that's how that works. Um, <laughs> I can't move my thumbnail out uh, of the way, so I can't see Julian. You need to so go to gallery view. gallery view. Oh. Top right? Oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah, yeah, What's yeah. What's Julian? Julian's the grandfather <laughs> clock behind. <laughs> no, he's not. He's that little that's lump. The- He's he's. Oh, is it cat? He's very brown. You won't believe it. <laughs> the brownest cat there ever was. How, how brown's very brown? <laughs> he's the fame. He's right. So Julian is like super famous. Julian's a brilliant cat on, name on TikTok. <laughs> Thank you. He, TikTok. Julian's Julian's got a TikTok account, and he's he's got like one of his videos got over three million views. What's your biggest <laughs> number of views? Less than a thousand. No, over just over a thousand. But I mean, I've been doing it for a week, Jesus and I'm not a cat, so I, I, I think, think that's the all right. challenge is not being a cat. Definitely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. But so her number one weird comment that she gets from people is, yeah. "Wow, I can't believe how brown your cat is." Well, that's the brownest like cat I've ever seen. Or I didn't know there was anything such as a brown cat. <laughs> oh, did I know there was such a thing as a brown cat? I mean. <laughs> I never assumed that there wouldn't be a brown cat, which is probably why I found it so surprising. Well, but there's a whole It's why you didn't say all the right things. There's a whole breed of cats which is actually brown, but I wouldn't even think of him as brown until they started calling him the brownest cat that I've ever seen. He's more like a orange kind of black mix of fur. Yeah. 
How do you get the father, the grandfather clock up? So. It's it's actually um, like balsa wood. It's very fake. And I had some friends at uni who used to have it in their backyard just for fun because it was just a, a cheap kind of display <laughs> thing. And then they moved to right. Las Vegas and said, hey, do you want that weird clock? And I was like, yes, please. <laughs> and now it looks really <laughs> proper in the background of Zoom, but it's actually very, it does. It does. very cheap and rickety. <laughs> It's just a. It's. It could just be a facade. It could just be like a photo. It, just the, on, the whole thing's just cardboard. There's no Julian. There's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You so can see Julian, the cardboard brown cat. The yeah, pendulum um, doesn't swing because Julian thought it was a giant cat toy. So I had to take out all the the actual operating mechanism. Uh, <laughs> which it was, to be fair. Yeah. Why wouldn't it be? <laughs> so Jen likes to scour the Facebook marketplace for odd things i didn't know now my intention was not to scour for odd things but it presented me with odd things which i would click on and then of course the little yeah. algorithm now thinks i seek out weird things so so what's your what's your oddest find man okay the weirdest one i i think is a it was like a a soft toy a stuffed toy of et but the description that the woman had put on it was alien with muscles or something like she thought all those weird folds of E.T.'s little stomach were muscles and she didn't know it was E.T. It was like alien with muscly a alien. Fuck yeah. <laughs> she didn't, she'd never heard or seen E.T. before. before in, in our introduction or tea section, is that what you were about yep, to say? you do it. We came up with a new game. It's <laughs> yes. called... <laughs> it's called a, a new weekly segment. It's called Planet Organit. <laughs> <laughs> but the re it's because oh. this. But we read it as I read it as Planet Organit, and then it made us think of a game, Planet Organit. So James is going. Are you to ready? I've got I've got three <laughs> things which are either planets or gannets, and I want you to tell us whether it's a planet or gannet. So we'll start with. <laughs> I thought you were going to say all B, and then I would say Gannet. Oh, but right. you, I, you said A. I went planet, and then you went or Gannet. We'll I, tell you whether it's. We'll tell you whether it's A planet or B Gannet. Okay. So we'll start I, with. We'll start with. Do you understand? More, wait, hold on. Do you understand the rules? No, but I think that's better. I think it's better rules. that way. It's right. better that I don't know okay. what's happening right now. <laughs> Your first round of Planet Organit is Morus Capensis. Is it a oh, planet or a gannet? Uh, say it again, Morus. Morus Capensis. Hmm. I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm going to say that's a gannet. <laughs> oh, it is a gannet. Oh. It's the Cape Gannet. Nice. Why am I so invested in this? I think this is brilliant. All right, we'll go. Suliday. Am I allowed to know the spelling? You absolutely are. Would you like to? I'll know keep the my hands so you know I'm not googling. So Suliday is S U L D. A E. I think that's a planet. Unfortunately, that's a gannet. Our what? survey says. <laughs> now, are you sure that? it's not also a planet? Mm. Do you know for sure? <laughs> oh, now she is taking this so seriously. <laughs> we haven't done our research. <laughs> yeah, no, right. I'll take your word. Our for final. It. Our final 
um, uh, installed around Planet Organic is (laughs) Pegasi. Oh. P-E-G-A-S-I. That's that's a tricky one because you're making it sound very um, celestial, you know. But is it just? Are you just tricking, tricking me? Not intentionally. That's just his voice. It sounds just his voice. No, I mean it sounds like more like a constellation to me. But then, I'm just gonna go planet. Let's not double think it. Ooh, it is planet. Two out of three. That's 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 you passed the test. That is so far. You are our top scorer, considering <laughs> we just came up with this about 30 minutes ago. I think that's or a winner, seconds that game. Even. It's very yeah, enjoyable, I think it's good. very I think enjoyable. Should... Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad was... you enjoyed it. So. Yep, I was going to say, I, I did one, no, maybe two years of Latin at university. I was trying to, thinking that might help me, but it didn't. <laughs> ah. I knew I what none of those were. I think, I think <laughs> so I think we should probably, since we didn't. Do another round? maybe later (laughs) but you should probably introduce yourself tell us what you do and how you came about to know sugary brew (laughs) and all all the stuff that people need to know uh yeah i'm jen i'm jen i what do i do that's an interesting question in the work sense i work in accessibility so we do captioning Transcription, audio description. I, I love that kind of stuff. In terms of how I got involved with Sugary Brew, it's through the, the sugary side first. Uh, one of um, Danny's gaming friends, I guess, for how many years? Seven, eight years? It's, like it's a long time. Um, and I actually got mm. to no. meet the brew side of Sugary Brew as well when I came to New Zealand and visited the oh, we did, uh, the, the Golden Bear. I forgot that you've actually well, met in person. Yeah, well, Danny was playing on stage. I remember. Yeah, absolutely. Ah. Um, I I would like to interject at this point to say that thank you to to Danny and and you guys and Danny's um circle of of gaming friends. You guys really um <laughs> my game circle. Because I'm <laughs> Because I I'm, I'm not a, not oh, a computer person at all. I'm not a gamer in any way. So I I I always had a, a prejudice against, not a prejudice against, but I, I always had a lack of understanding for that side of the world. And it's it's through getting to know Danny and, and through Danny hearing about you and Cookie and your, your group of friends that I've really understood that it's an incredibly, it's a totally vibrant, viable, and, you know, you're every bit as a friend to Danny as I am, you know, it's, it's, I, I've really come to a realization that I was being, um, judgy, judgy, judgy. On the, on the flip side, and and thank you first for that. There is a great, there are great segments of the gaming community, but I, I think some of your judgment is probably valid. There are, there are many (laughs) toxic parts of the gaming community too. Sure. So I wouldn't put us all in one great There are toxic parts of, 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 but it's the same Every as anything, yeah. It's exactly. like Facebook or whatever. Like, yeah. You know. But you know, Danny went. Uh, Danny and, and you went over to to Cookie's wedding, and and you've come over here. It's, um, you know, it's 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 no different than sitting around a table playing a board game or or going to the pub for a. It's you guys find out about each other and look out for each other and talk about each other's lives and then you're just shooting zombies yeah what's what's interesting actually about the because i think about a lot the the gaming like gaming friendships quite funny because 
of the nature of um, that you're all sitting at home. And so we get a lot of mm. the incidental background noise of everyone's evening pretty much every day. And, and you know them in a very different way to how you would know other people often. Sure. And it's, so it's, mm. yeah, like, like we even get to know like Anna through Danny because she's often sitting next yeah. to him and we can hear her a little bit and she can hear his reactions to yeah. us. And so it's, it's really yeah, a nice extension. Yeah. Cookie's, wife. um, wife and kids. Like, yeah. What, we, was girlfriend, now wife. <laughs> yeah. Like when we met him, just As his, his, his ex girlfriend. <laughs> his ex girlfriend. Yeah. His final ex-girlfriend and well, wife. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's quite a, quite an interesting way to get to know people. Yeah. And also yeah. your, the the teamwork's quite intense, you know. These people are deciding whether <gasps> to save your virtual life or not, over and over again every night. So, you know. <laughs> so you can, I can think, you tell what sort of mood someone's in by the fact that they've let you die four times in a <laughs> row? You slowly day. bleed out. <laughs> I think I think I think I might have upset Danny. No, today. but I, actually, it's funny because I I think that the the way that you play the game kind of makes you find your people because like sure, one of the sure, sure, one sure. of the things that that brought us all together was like right from the beginning even before we met each other our number one focus was to revive our teammates yeah. so that we're not one one down so and that i guess is more rare than not yeah. like a lot of people play solo or just don't give a and shit I, or I just just oh they'll respawn in a minute and they just run off I Whereas the, yeah. the the I can relate it to like the board gaming sessions that we have. Mm. I suspect that you guys are not overly serious about the games that you're playing, while still taking it seriously. Some of us are sometimes, <laughs> but it's um, a mixture. Is some of us on the phone call right now? Some sometimes. It depends which no, game. It, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and how late it into the night? It depends if there are horses involved. <laughs> yeah. Horses involved. Yeah. So Jen doesn't mess around when there's horses involved. Yeah. I I, I went to pat Jen's. For, uh, we might we could actually I put pat Jen's oh, virtual horse. Yeah. We should publish the clip. Yeah. So um, we we were playing Red Dead Redemption online, which is like a a, a wild oh, the wild west thing cowboy thing. It's an open like a sandbox thing. Yeah. Isn't it? So. I rode up to Jen on my horse and then she was like, oh, I'm going to say hello to your horse. So she came up and started patting the horse. And I was like, oh, all right, well, I'll pat your horse. And I went up to her horse and as soon as I approached, her horse turned around, booted me over, like my hat kicked went flying. Him. Kicked uh, him we, in the chest. I think we've got we've got a video recording yeah. of the actual clip. I'll put it on the show yeah. notes. Why did it do that? I've got no he idea. He approached it, it aggressively. Must not have liked how I aggressively, he approached my horse and, and you know, the horse reacted appropriately. <laughs> <laughs> quite right too yeah she and didn't pick up my hat tension between you and <laughs> not really it was quite funny <laughs> but yeah <laughs> we live for if those it was moments. a real horse it might have <laughs> anyway look I, I've derailed your your bit of biog there so please please carry on telling us about yourself <laughs> Um, I, I, something slightly relevant is I also did a degree in archaeology. We are, we are akin in that. Did you really? Way. I did. I did. And, and she I. She probably no, did a lot more than no, she, no, no, no. she did. No, no, no. I was just study. about to say what you said, James, last time really resonated with me. How, um, you know, you don't remember much. And I, I'm the same. I remember virtually nothing. And hobby archaeologists come up to me excited and to chat. Oh. And I'm like, I know nothing. Please, I know nothing. What you should it do is reply really in sign language. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they'll be like, I don't know sign language. Gonna... <laughs> Which brings us on to um, the the subject that we're going to talk about tonight, uh, apart from all the other subjects about We should probably say that Jen is a sign language interpreter 
Yeah, and I'll, I'll That's caveat... That's my side word. I'll caveat that. <laughs> oh, you guys have learned things here in sign language. No, that's good. That's good. <laughs> it's, it's the only. It's it's. Um, I thought we were saying hello, but working at the market, I I try and please and thank yous and something generally rude in most languages, right? <laughs> um, and thank you has, has always been a. What about a rude one in sign language? You know, oh. <laughs> universal. I guess that's universal. Universal. Just stuck right. his middle finger up. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So go on. No, you were about to say something. I was about I to do a, a, a caveat. Uh, so yes, I, I I studied sign language. Would be I did about seven years of formal courses, which is all that are available in yeah. Australia, and and then did. Um, past our accreditation to become an interpreter, did some freelance work, but I'm no longer actively certified as an interpreter. So it expired a few years ago. Oh. So I'll just put that out there. <laughs> God, right, right. Where's the, where's the disconnect button? What is <laughs> planet, is can you do planet organic in sign? Uh, planet organic. <laughs> No, like like planet planet. Oh, I've seen just like nothing. this, but it needs context, so it's just like a rotating shape in the air for our listeners. And gannet, um, you would just sign bird, which is like a little beak sign, and then you'd have to actually misspell gannet. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's no like that. That would work, wouldn't it? Yeah. Say, oh, what about or? What about or? Um, you, yeah, how, like how you can you... actually. Um, so or you can do a kind of a like maybe handshake, but most of the time you don't need it because you've got three-dimensional grammar. So you can do like planet and then organic over here. So you're using the two spaces. So you kind of naturally had that happening. Yeah. Ah. Brilliant. We should have like a, an animated GIF of planet organic. <laughs> so it, by the way, we never mentioned that um, Jen is joining us from Sydney right now, where it's two hours earlier. So she's got plenty of time before it's... <laughs> Game time. She might not. Well, I mean, yeah, she I do, might not. I do. Have you got plenty of time? Well, She's got plenty of time. Yeah. Danny knows I'd only um, be gaming anyway. So, you know. Yeah. James was trying to segue f- through the accessibility thing to our movie discussion. Oh, Jen, could you be the person that does the sign when politicians are doing speeches? Now, like, I could do a rough job of that, but it would not be giving the deaf audience as much content as those professional interpreters. They, they're um, usually the very, most experienced ones, are obviously the ones televised. Right. So when I watch in Australia, all the news about COVID, our interpreters, those are my teachers, my mentors. It's a very small community. Uh, okay. Um, but I would, I would not want to go up there. <laughs> so if, if, if you did it, it would be like the guy that, that did it for Nelson Mandela that no, time. No, I'm in between there and, and the professionals. <laughs> I, I, I know enough I'm, to know what I'm he was I'm between a complete to. fraud and a professional. Exactly, exactly. That's where I am in life. Yeah, I'll have that on my resume. <laughs> yeah, it's it, Somewhere on that range. <laughs> That's where I feel comfortable. What was that? Australian sign language. So there, there are different dialects, right? Beyond, they're languages. They're yeah, they're actually there's languages and dialects. That's right. So there's several hundred actual <laughs> languages, and New Zealand sign language is completely distinct from from Australian sign language. And then within Australian sign language or Auslan, there's different a few different dialects between like Melbourne and Sydney, for example. Yeah. Wasn't he a lion? <laughs> we I was trying to this. not make a joke yes. while we were listening to our guests explain <laughs> things, but I thought so. Um, are are the different dialects understandable by someone who, if 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 you grew up signing in New Zealand, could could you get the gist of someone signing in in America? There's, That's there's, not dialect. There's anymore. language families. That's language. So so Australian. So Auslan and yes, speak man. <laughs> 
Auslan and New Zealand well, Sign Language. Hello and welcome to the patriarchy. Are, <laughs> are similar enough. Actually, I can keep speaking because, uh, Danny, you can just edit my voice clean of, of, of you yeah, two. I'll, yeah, I'll just get rid of all my interruptions. You can, you can make it sound like we're not arseholes. Yeah. No, I can no, make that's it sound. A miracle. I can make it sound like I'm not an arsehole. No, we're on the same thing, mate. Yeah. I can move all of your speech over Jen's and then make you sound make like more like, of an arsehole. Which basically is what I've been doing. So yeah. carry on. Sorry, anyway, go on. So, so yeah, Auslan and New Zealand Sign Language are have enough in common that I could I could have a conversation with someone in New Zealand Sign Language, but I'd have to stop them every now and then and be like, what What do you mean by that? What What did you say there? Right. But, for example, the this familiarity doesn't naturally follow the spoken languages necessarily. So it's not because they have English in common necessarily. So the example I always use is American Sign Language. That I, ca- I would not be able to understand hardly at all. Um, but French sign language and American sign language are much more similar and they can have some shared understanding sometimes. They share um, the one-handed alphabet, that- for example, whereas we have a two-handed alphabet for Australia and New Zealand. Yeah. Is that because they have a similar root? Yes. Like, like, yes. like, like language, yeah, the, the, verbal the, languages have different roots. Exactly. And, and it kind of follows, um, some of it follows some colonisation roots as well. So... Um, you know, Auslan has a lot of like British and Irish um, influence. So does New Zealand. Whereas uh, there was a French um, sign language teacher who who migrated across to to the US, and and that sort of spread sign language over there. So it's definitely based on on those movement patterns. But surely, I mean, obviously the alphabet would be completely different. But if you were to go planet <laughs> or gannet so in, to someone in America. Or did I say Janet or... So in New Zealand, Planet. that's Planet or Janet. Janet. <laughs> but if you were to do that in America, it would be something very rude about your stepmother. It might be. Or, it depends. Or. So there's there's um, a linguistic category in sign language called depicting signs, and that's things where the sign looks like what it is. And those are ones sure, that right, tend right. to be more shareable. But even that can be different. Like if you think of house, for example, like house in Auslan and New Zealand sign language is like a little roof shape. But in countries where houses yeah. don't have pointed roofs or aren't traditionally known for that, it doesn't make any sense. Igloos. Yeah. So sometimes right. the visual nature of sign language can be why they're so different. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. Brilliant. I love so, sign language linguistics. It's very, very cool. Very, very cool. So uh, <laughs> I asked James if he could... So Jen and I have both watched a movie called Sound of Metal. And I asked... Is it the sound? Is it, it's not, it's got no definite article. I think it it's might just, just sound be of Sound of Metal, yeah. I think it might be Sound right. of Metal. Is that relevant? Let's spend half an hour discussing whether it's got a vert in it. <laughs> well, where would we... <laughs> and then we yeah, talk about the right, film. Right. Uh, and I asked James yesterday whether he could watch it before tonight and he was said chances are less than zero and then about 30 <laughs> seconds later said guess what and i was like what i'm doing my homework i was like what, you, what homework is like and then he sent me a screenshot of him watching sound of metal so there's there's That's another storming anecdote mate, thanks <laughs> so since Jen is here and she's seen it, we don't even need to really bother explaining what it's about. But we, of course we fucking we, do. We, we probably the should. Audience. Go on, oh, then. you were implying that Jen's our audience. So no, well, that and My the mom. fact that Jen is always the one scolding us for not giving in immediate context to anything <laughs> we're talking about. So Sound of Metal is a movie film in English released last year, this year, last year. Oh, this last year? year? 
don't know. Either this year or last year, unless you're listening to this next year, in which case... (laughs) Yeah, we should probably not Um, age ourselves. (laughs) I'm 42. I'm 41. There you go. Um, (laughs) It stars Riz Ahmed, who was No, I'm 42. (laughs) Man. Anyway, carry on. Who was... See what you've done now. The star of Four Lions, which is a brilliant film, English satirical film. Um, And he was in what is... Definitively, uh, the night of the best ever Star Wars film. Rogue Have you one. seen the night of? No, he was in that. I think was he? Yeah, it was a it was a remake of something else. It was a series where he gets involved in something. Oh, fucking hell! When you brought it up, I would have done the research had I known. So Riz Ahmed, who was in that series where he <coughs> plays someone doing something, it's called the night of. It was a HBO miniseries. He get, I think he runs someone over and, I don't know, something happens. <laughs> anyway, carry on. I thought I've lost the will to, really. Right. Well, Jen, do you want to tell us what the movie's about? Yeah, go on. Go no, on, no, Jen. I feel like, James, you're doing a good job there. I was, I was getting in, into the plot. It was this series in which he did a thing. Um, so Riz Ahmed plays a drummer in an avant metal duo with his, his um, on-screen partner, um, they live in a tour bus and they go around gigging and near the beginning of the film um, he starts experiencing hearing difficulties which rapidly progress and he he gets he loses his hearing almost entirely um, and the film depicts the um, the fallout from that obviously yeah um, incredible sound design yeah I suppose well in fact I, I ignorantly and stupidly assumed my telly was going wrong. <laughs> um, but but I, it, was, it was... Jen, what did you think of the film? And what, what more have you got to say about the um, themes and, and... Wait, before Jen tells us about what... what don't let thinks, Jen talk! Come on to this show no, no, no. don't talk! I just want to give a, a tiny bit of context. Can you let the grandfather clock behind you talk? <laughs> just give a tiny, teeny, tiny bit of context. Teeny, tiny context! The three of us have have had slightly different experiences with this movie, right? James watched it with no sign language experience and no subtitles. Jen knows a bit of sign language, but watched it with no subtitles. And we watch almost every movie with subtitles. So I assumed that subtitles were actually an important part of the movie, whereas James assumed they were very much not an important part. I think having subtitles on for the film entirely misses the point. Yeah, are they... Well, let's get there. This is a question. Did the director intend for English-speaking and hearing audiences to have the subtitles enabled? Do we know? No. Oh. I'm, I'm 99% sure. Because I remember, no. Danny, you teasing me for not realising to turn on. Turn on. I assumed, well, I assumed, So yes. you watched it with subtitles also, James? No, I watched it without I them. them but I didn't know that they existed. Which is, I didn't know that it, that it was even right. an option. Yeah. I think, I think you're entirely right to have watched it without subtitles. And, I and I did, one Although, of my... But you of, were cheating by being all multilingual, I, I did sign. feel a little high and mighty for understanding some of the sign language <laughs> yeah. because, it, because yeah. it was American sign language and I've, I have had exposure to that and I've, 
I've edited captions for American Sign Language videos, but I need the English script provided right. to me and then I can match it up. So I, so I was getting a fair bit of the conversation, but I actually really loved the immersive experience of when I didn't understand. And, and I was giving that feedback to Danny way back when we watched it and like, this is cool. Yeah. And that's where he mentioned that he'd had subtitles. And I was like, what? <laughs> I didn't realize I hadn't. Yeah. Well, no, so those scenes around the dinner table when he yes, first gets yes. to the, to the complex, to the, to the whatever, what, what would we call it? Complex. Um, community was so thing. amazing. Yeah. His community mm. was so, his isolation yes. and his growing frustration were just so. It was I, from that point initially with the film. I really wasn't in. I, 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 Jen, we've asked for your opinion, and they're not giving you any time <laughs> to tell us. So I'm gonna stop talking, and you're gonna start talking. I just wanted to jump in because I'm so glad that you mentioned that that table scene and you and got that a brown feel- cat behind you. Oh yeah, brown- <laughs> I don't mind. Anytime you brown mention Julian, moving. I'm happy. <laughs> He just turned around right. and is now a brown lump again. Uh, so so <laughs> an interesting thing um, when, as a hearing person, you start learning sign language and learning about the deaf community and becoming involved is you start to um, hear from deaf people about their experience of isolation. And what's interesting is as you get deeper into that deaf community and yet your sign language skills are very basic, you get to start being on the other side of that coin. And I have felt like he has felt sitting in a room full of um, deaf people fluently signing and me hardly able to communicate or understand. And it was such an odd role reversal for me and so powerful. And to see it in that movie was amazing. Mm. I loved it. Mm. I loved I loved that when it, it, to me, I could relate it to being in a country where you don't speak the language. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and for you, for, for us being a hearing person around signing people, you would always know, being in a foreign country where you don't speak, like, you always know that I'm getting the aeroplane home, right? I, yeah. I'm going to be going to a different party where, where I where everyone's speaking. Um, he, he didn't have that. And on top of that, on top of it being a one-way journey for him, it's also not a choice. Like, we can choose to learn yeah. sign language, choose to learn the language of that country, whereas it is very challenging if you're profoundly deaf to learn a spoken language you can do it and many deaf people do but it is not easy <laughs> tell me what you thought of the film jen we've talked specifics about that scene tell me what you yeah, thought. yeah about- i i was very impressed uh it's so rare to come across a film that shows deaf community deaf culture deaf attitudes so accurately and and across um the spectrum of people who are deafened late in life for various reasons uh-huh. um whether it was the sound exposure or the military background of that um, mentor mm-hmm. character, and I and he was superb. the yeah, just the the emotion of it, it and and just also having so much um, real sign language in it. So these a lot of the people in that community, those actors, are deaf themselves, and it was wonderful For to sure. see natural sign language and not Hollywood sign language, which is sure, a lot. Sure, sure. I love the applauding. Yes, yes, deaf applause is the best. It it's just, um, yeah, waving your hands in the air and it's so visual and beautiful. So my angle on the movie uh, came more from a musician's perspective and that, right from the beginning, frightened me completely and, and, and made me completely glued to the film from that perspective rather than from, you know, the, the language isolation in what, perspective. Uh, empathizing with someone losing the ability yeah to, well to, to i mean I, so quite early on when he's basically just starts getting a bit of like tinnitus in an, he's just in a shop and he's suddenly like the sound the sound design like you mentioned was just like 
It's bang on. Throughout. I've had I've I've had that experience where suddenly, you know, tinnitus would just coming come out of nowhere and you sort of lose hearing and you're kind of like but then it goes away quickly, you know, but for him it just gets worse and worse, obviously. And that those things were frightening both from uh, um, like the perspective of this is the first step to what is about to happen. Mm. And I've had that experience. So that was like frightening. And, you know, being playing in bands and have being standing next to a drummer a lot of the time and then banging around. Like I've got I've got musicians earplugs, which I, I use when it's really loud, but <laughs> I I try not to as much as I can because it kind of does take you out a little bit. But I think, so going back to the... What did you think of, of the the musical performances? Because I, I I thought they didn't, I thought I didn't buy it at all. Well, I we, I mean, we had no idea. Are you asking me or Jen? I'm asking both of you. I, do, I mean, I don't, I can't speak for Jen. She can speak for herself, but I, I, I've got no idea about, that kind I mean that kind of music I think does exist where it's just literally people screaming and banging on drums like th- that's not my kind of music it sounded I know to me about. like a film version of that but but I think I mean there could be like a, a niche subgenre of like heavy metal that we've never even heard yeah, before yeah, which is I'm just not, literally banging the, 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 banging on drums yeah, yeah of course I, I, there wasn't really that much in, on the music front it was more like just, I didn't buy them as a as a musical duo entity. on on stage or off well, I, I found I found until the point at which they get into the community and they I was really resistant to the film right because you didn't I, I thought I thought the performances were overwrought I thought it was acting with a capital A and I thought I, just, I didn't I don't know you think that Jen, quite a bit yeah, they, they didn't, uh, the musical performances didn't register for me in a similar way, but I didn't, um, I think because uh, Danny had recommended this film to me and mentioned that that it was about um, deafness and sign language, like I knew it was coming, so I wasn't even um, right. concerned about not engaging with that part mm. of the film. I'm just like, when are we going to get yeah. to the bit I'm keen on? So, <laughs> And then they did yeah. such a great mm. job of it that I was I was thrilled. Yeah. yeah. So the thing is with the, with, with, again going back to that scene around the table like from a perspective of i actually enjoyed with the subtitles which is why i was like surprised that no one else had <laughs> subtitles and I actually for another context i should probably watch the movie again without subtitles now that it, think, it's it's I been a while since you, i watched you're not it you not get the that sense of alienation like but I, did, I so i i I could feel it from his performance and from my imagination, even though I, on top of that, understood what they were saying. That, that I didn't feel like I needed to be immersed in a alienation, like literally, by watching the movie That's and so feeling good, alienated. That's so good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think, I think again, that scene in particular, you you get. I loved the banter. You, you totally got. I didn't understand mm. what the jokes were, but you yeah, totally yeah, yeah. got. Yeah, there was yeah, a bit yeah. of ribbing going. Yeah, on. you could of, you could see it bouncing around. Yeah. I think knowing what the jokes, what the the oh, words were, it, I guarantee you that if I, it's been a while since I watched it. If I watched it now without subtitles, I would have no idea what they're saying. And and then later on, the 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 sound design, the sound design of him beginning to lose his hearing was superb. And then later on, the 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 dichotomy between um, what the community was trying to get him to to, to their ethos is in in embracing you or what did, what did he write on the board he wrote um learning how to be deaf right um 
and you, you could feel him getting close to embracing it with the school and the kids and the drumming yeah. and the teacher and the uh, you're on board then but then he obviously he fights against that and gets the cochlear implants and i thought the sound design of of the cochlear implants was also superb in an it, it was almost as alienating as having yeah. no hearing mm. it felt it felt like it, it was a fr- horrible frightening thing like when you actually cuz like him party. like him you expect it to just bring his hearing back. There's so many I mean, misconceptions. You- yes. Uh, yes. Cochlear implants, people often just think, oh, you know, yes, it's serious surgery and it's expensive, but I will get my hearing back. But it is very much not the same as your previous hearing. It is electronically produced um, sounds through audio processes and it will sound quite different. And it's very much a steep learning curve to even have your brain interpret those sounds to be something where you know that's, okay, that's what a bird sounds like now. That's what a train sounds like now. These are what these voices sound like now. And and also yeah. um, another a misconception around cochlear implants is that they that anyone deaf can get them and use them, but they only are actually an option for certain types of deafness. So yeah. a lot of deaf people, you know, people in their lives would be like, why don't you have a cochlear implant? And like, maybe they're not even eligible often they don't want one anyway you know it's it's a very personal choice and um so it was interesting i think they did a really good job of showing his journey and in wanting to get it and then his reaction to it yeah mm. it was lovely that that final scene of him sitting in paris love it and and taking it off and, yeah. and kind of spoilers yeah we'll have to do spoilers ah, that's right. it doesn't matter it is one it's of my fine. favorite moments right. because because the peace that he experiences in in taking them off it's something um Deaf friends of mine have described is that true silence, which right. I will probably never get to know what that's like to literally have silence. Sure, like sure, sure. And, and they say, mm. like, when they're on public transport, they love to just take off their hearing aid, take out their cochlear implant and just have the most peaceful moment. And I'm like, oh, I, I wonder what that's like. And, and and it was it was what he was trying to learn to appreciate when he was having his early morning cup of coffee. The, 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 the mentor had said, try to be at peace with the silence yeah. and he was he was and at the end he achieves that and and you wonder whether he goes back to the community and he um yeah open-ended you never know yeah but yeah so i mean i really oh God, you can't imagine I, that the party first of all I, <laughs> I i didn't i didn't buy the i thought there were three massive <laughs> like turns of plot that were just like well i didn't like, ending up in paris I, I, I would have to do a lot of planning and, and financing and, and to, to get to Paris, right? Mm. In the film, I'll go to Paris. That's a good point. Like and, <laughs> and, and, and finding the community. I, I, they were one minute... First, one minute he's talking to a, a, a chemist and then he's at the doctor's because the chemist said, I've got a doctor next door who's waiting to <laughs> see you about. And then it seems they go for a random drive and find this and accept it in this, this um, community. I thought that was very, very convenient. But then, why not, I suppose? Um, <laughs> the film could have been three times longer. By, and by showing explaining him how looking, he buys tickets. Having yeah. him wait for a doctor for a week. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, right, so, uh, I got an appointment in one week. And now we'll just watch him watching telly and, and sit in there glum as he we'll gets have, tinnitus we'll for another week. We'll have another, another few week. hours of him saving up money to get to Paris. But at least yeah. James will be happy. <laughs> <laughs> They're good points, though. They're valid points. But um, I thought the... Your your point about your deaf friends on the bus taking out yeah. the co- cochlear implants must be 
valuable for like one on one or for 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 certain situations. But that at the party, yes, thank you for reminding all these me. Different yes, must be. That's a great point, and something that again is is a misconception. Misconception is any background noise or or people talking over each other again renders. It very difficult for the cochlear implant to be useful, and those social situations are when people are most wanting those kind of um, hearing assistance devices to work. You know, mm. so it's it's you know the one on one is where you can communicate often quite well without that. So, mm. so the beautiful the beautiful um, comparison between his experience at the party being a cochlear implant wearer user and being isolated by it. And the in uh, the community when they're not cochlear implant users and they were just t- talking over and to each other, all mm. the left, right, and centre, and conversations going over each other and jokes going back and forth. Um, I felt like the film was was team learn how to be deaf rather than team co- cochlear implant. Yeah, and yet and yet yeah. not denying the cochlear implant choice either, and you know, and showing that desire was good. It, that um the the socializing of of the deaf community there and the signing reminds me of um when i went to my first deaf um party which was at like a some kind of nightclub which i i wouldn't even usually go to a nightclub but i'm like it's a deaf event let's find out what this is about and the tickets had in in big bold writing if you are hearing you must wear earplugs <laughs> because they Brilliant. had the sound up in the club so loud even for normal club standards, that it was dangerous. So, so I had my earplugs in. So, but, so that so that people could hear the vibrations, feel yeah, the light, light when the kids had their hands on the piano. To the extreme, exactly. But but in the club, it was interesting. There was like several levels, and there was glass everywhere. But people were able to sign, like they'd be signing on the first floor to their friends up on the second floor and having a full conversation mm. at distance through glass panels. So cool. There Where were so going, many benefits. Oh, mate, exactly. We can't hear you. Like when we go is to a club and try and speak, there's there's no way to communicate and socialize but they were able to just it's just wonderful the the benefits that sign language can have for that yeah yeah it's cool i yeah love it love it love it love it um what did you think of the um i thought the addiction angle was was unnecessary i didn't i don't think it was explored particularly deeply and i don't think it added anything particularly just on the addiction thing, though, I, th- I actually, um, I generally don't like how films depict addiction. I find it always goes down, you know, various tropes or whatever. I, I did appreciate this, the way this one showed um, the different addiction journeys of the two, of, of the drummer and his his girlfriend or partner being quite different. I, I think the, the scene in Paris, spoiler warning as well here, <laughs> the scene in Paris where he seems to sense her hesitancy to go back to music and she starts like scratching her arm and and he backs off like that's so rare usually in addiction stories they would let them spiral down together again it's like finally he actually lets her go yeah yeah no it was good yeah i I think i think that was probably the truest part Mm. of that relationship depiction for me i thought that was and i thought his realization that he'd lost her and his acceptance of that almost immediately was 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 quite touching. I, I guess the other angle where I appreciated the addiction storyline being there is it kind of at many points was showing that his real challenge sometimes wasn't his deafness, but was this addiction he had not only to drugs and whatever, but to that that music pathway and and the, and the lifestyle, the touring and the lifestyle, which sometimes would mm. lead to the drugs. Like I think it was 
interesting um, that mentor military character at the community. Um, Joe. Joe, yeah. His um, comment on when um, Ruben, the drummer, tries to come back to the community, whatever, about, oh, no, you're, you know, you're still, this is coming from addiction. I won't lend you the money for this. Yeah. You know, I, I think it was, you know, it's not, it was, it was interesting. It was an interesting comment. And I think it was useful to have this other challenge going on for him, I guess, in some ways. Yeah, I guess. I, and I, I think you have changed how I looked at it, but it was, um, he was trying to, he, this, this new life was beginning to happen for him. And it was beginning to be look like it was really good, but it was it wasn't even addiction. It wasn't even substances that he was he was struggling to let go of. It mm. was it was his entire previous lifestyle, wasn't it? Of, yeah. of which being hearing hearing able is is was a huge part. Uh, yeah, there's often that um, feeling of being torn between two worlds for for people in the deaf community. They've talked to me about the hearing world and they often refer to it as the hearing world and the deaf world and sometimes feeling in one or the other and feeling often many people feel they're stuck in between. And that's a really uncomfortable place to be. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I really enjoyed the movie. I would give it a eight out of six to nine. That's pretty good. (laughs) That's basically a, a nine out of none to ten. Kind of. Eight out of six to nine. I give it a seven and a half out of one to ten. I give it nine out of ten. There's so few films that show deaf culture and sign language. It misses the one point because there were no horses. Where were the horses? (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. So, I mean, the thing is... I think we can make a ten out of ten film for Jen. We should probably... Yeah, (laughs) It would be very easy. Jen, we'll have to have you back on another time because you're also a literary, ex-literary snob. Books. I have books behind me. Yeah. Have you read Sunken Lands Begin to Rise Again? No. Do you have any inclination to do so? Very little. (laughs) (laughs) She'd do it if you asked. Has it got any horses in it? Yes. I'm curious. There's horses in it. Are there horses in it's there? A, it's a book. It's a book about um, this couple of equestrians who are who, they're deaf, so they sign a lot. This sounds it. great. And they play the game a lot. That only happens from about page five hundred. Yeah, though. yeah. So and is there a brown cat? Do they have a brown cat? I never, I never meant to imply that it's it's a difficult read or a long read. It's it's brief and and straightforward and easy. But it, it makes it's, no. It's, it's, it's easy because it makes no sense. What? We'll, we'll have to, to have a round table once because Rachel and Edwin are going to yeah. read it and then maybe we'll get everybody on at once. <laughs> Everyone who's listening to an the e-book podcast. Reader, get hold of a copy and, and read it because I'd, I'd be fascinated by other people's thoughts on it. Okay, okay, oh. I'm curious. Chernobyl. Oh, I did, yes. Anyway, um, right. So I guess, should we sign off, I suppose? Have you got I, I more to be, talk uh, about? Nah, anything I was going to talk about, we can talk about next week because we've been going on for seven hours and you know, <laughs> this might be unusual. Yeah. All Jen right. is well, absolutely Jen, delightful so to have you on. Us. Thank you so much for all of your help. feedback and help and mm. ideas and, and uh, uh, editorial guidance over the past few months. Um, 
really glad that someone is listening and enjoying. Really, really glad that you you um, dug out the Donovan record. Yeah, it's behind that- oh, yeah. somewhere fo- as well. Like not that record, folk but my other one. Focus. The other thing that you need to love it. talk about, we, but you could go we, on forever. Well, we'll get you on. We'll, we'll carry on discussing folk music, and, and yeah. Thank you for coming on. Thank you. Thank you for Thank your you help. Both. Thank Probably you for see you in the next 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You better be Shoot some zombies for me. <laughs> Top left. <laughs> all right. Well, Jen, uh, thank you so much. That's all. Listeners, thank you so much. Thank um, you, everyone. We'll see you like all next week. Like and subscribe. Week. <laughs> yeah, do all that stuff. Check, us, check, check the lack of show notes on our Facebook page. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, leave us a voicemail on anchor.fm slash sugarybrew. And I'd like to leave on a final note of, is it Planet Planet Organic? Organic. Okay, Okay, bye. bye.